Blog Talk Radio. Channet Down Radio Loomis. 
is the is the YouTube uh, account, and I've just started uploading these shows on there. But uh, eventually, they'll all or most of them will be on there, and uh, you can check it out that way. But you know, if that's even important to you, more more just going to be audio, so it's more uh, better just to listen to the show here live or in the archives. But all right. So yeah, that's that's uh, the show here, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna get into some topics beforehand. You know, um, not really many, many announcements. I was just gonna say though, I I was just gonna bring up an important topic that seems so simple and, and yet it's so important to to uh, life here, and that is sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sleep, sleep, like sleeping at night. What an important thing it is. I mean, um, you know, it what it does. It's pretty obvious, but if you get enough sleep, you can press the reset button on life. And it and it really helps because <clears throat> I myself I don't get enough sleep. I, I try and um well I did follow the advice of a couple episodes back, fifty nine with Jeremy Johnson, who is a EMF analysis. Um he, you know, looks at the the effects all these devices have on us, and I think it's great to listen to that. I followed his advice of turning off my Wi-Fi at night, and I do get deeper sleep. So that's a really important thing is to get that real deep REM sleep, you know, that that sleep when you're just, like, really in the trance of sleep and you really get that full rest. I mean, how important really is it? And And it's such a simple thing, as I always try to promote, you know, health on this show and tell you about how... Um, you know, you can take care of yourself and cut out the wrong foods and things. But sleep is something I've actually never talked about. And I just I just thought, well, I actually got a good sleep for once last night. And, you know, I don't often through the week get the greatest sleeps. But I actually did get a great one. And I realized, you know, it just puts you in a mode to deal with life better. And that can really help against bad days, which I'm going to, you know, explain here on the show uh, with this topic subject matter here I'm um, going to be exploring. So yeah, get enough sleep. You know, we, we really need more than eight hours, I would say, really just to re- fully rest your body. You know, it depends on what you do, but if you if you do a lot of exercise, your body needs time to recover. Uh, if you go through a lot of stress, which basically all of us do, you need time to recover. So this, this is important to get enough sleep and, and make that a priority in your life. And I think that your life can change. And oh, I'm a you know I'm an artist. I'm a creative type, and I've sacrificed sleep many times to get creation done. And that that is great. But you know I have even noticed that if you do that, you pay for it somewhere. And maybe you do some hard work, and it's not as good because you weren't in full capacity. So sleep, really important. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, they're they're spraying the skies again today and yesterday, and the day before. Really good. They're getting us with a thick blanket of chemtrail um, blanket over us, and it always pisses me off. It always makes me, you know, like go back into the mode again. Like, damn, I can't believe people are letting this happen. And you know, I cover this on many shows, so go check out all the shows. I label the real Skyfall. The last one I did was, I think it was episode 58. You'll have to look in the archives because I'm losing track of all my episodes these days. But, yeah, it's something like episode 58, and um, that will uh, kind of go over a lot of that. But 
Yeah, I've just noticed, you know, when they spray, um, it really affects the human population. And, of course, it should. But a lot of people that even study the, the whole geoengineering chemtrails don't really um, take this look. I'm talking about, like, just watch how society behaves because it affects us in a weird way where everybody's a little bit more off. They're a little bit more off, and nothing works right, and it seems like humans shut down a bit more. And, yeah, we're getting doused by this this crazy cocktail of, of heavy metals and fibers and things that are, are mad science being dropped on us. And, and it's insane to just watch that you, I saw the planes, you know, offshore the other day off the island, and I was like, wow, you know, they're doing that right there. Everybody's so busy doing their thing, they forget to look up. And even if they did, they don't even think twice about it, that this man-made mixture of clouds is coming over you and affecting your day. You know, people just think, oh, it must be the moon. Even people don't think like that hardly. They just think, well, you know, that's just how today is. You know, well, no, there's an effect it's having on us. And, yeah, I can feel uh, just the other day I felt like, wow, what's wrong with me? I have no motivation, no no fun thoughts. Everything was just kind of blah. And, yeah, well, I looked up in the sky and just happened to see that, and I go, well, that could be very well be the reason why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. So, uh that also was cured with some sleep. But anyway, I don't want to, you know, talk too long and ram I know how I ramble and rant and uh I wanna get right into the subject matter today on the show, which is um frustrated man stuck in civilization. And I uh, like I say, I will take callers today. I I always I rarely get them, but you know I get the emails, and then I get people like, hey, yeah, I can't wait for your next show. Well, here I am. Where are you guys? So, yeah, I, I'm glad you guys are out there, but call in if you can. I know I'm on Hawaiian time out here, a little inconvenient for a lot of people, but, hey, you know, I'm here, and I talk to the world. So the call-in number, again, is 808, uh, or no, 347-324-3342, and uh, that'll get you on Log Talk Radio. All right, turn it down, radio. So, let me, you know, tell you a little story here. Uh, about 15 years ago, I was living alternatively and decided not to do the normal thing anymore. And I've, I've highlighted a lot of this time period of my life with other stories. So if you're a, an avid listener of Channel Down Radio, then you, you, you know, um, you know I, I've got quite a few stories that will kind of interweave uh, with this whole um time period that, that really really uh, was a, a beneficial time for me because uh, what I was doing was I quit the system. And for a while, though, I was living on the big island, which is much different than this island, Oahu. Uh, there, everything is very spread apart. And I was living on the Kona side where it's mostly lava fields and no man's land for miles. So I was living on my friend's couch. I had no car but two jobs, and this was after my money ran out and I had my had my adventures of not working, well, then, you know, I finally had to get a job. So after all that time journeying and, you know, exploring and just and being free and being creative and being me and doing what I want to do, I had my time ran out, ran out for me. So I had to get a job, and I had to get two jobs because it was very expensive. So uh, the problem is I had no car, 
and I couldn't rely on anybody else because of their conflicting schedules. So I had to hitchhike to these jobs. And, man, it's tough getting rides and getting, getting somewhere on time, and that's so unreliable. That's why I would always leave early. And it's almost like they invented cars so we can get to work, and that's mainly it. I mean, really, that seems to be the reason why cars exist, is so you can get to work faster than taking the bus and it's not as inconvenient or something like that. Well, in the case I was in, there's not even a bus to take me, so I had to hitchhike because I lived in kind of an isolated town, uh, but close to some resorts and things like that. As again, here I live in Hawaii where tourism is the main industry. So anyway, I, I had to... I had um, I had just got these jobs. You know, this was just brand new. And I just got my first check on one of the jobs. So I wanted to cash it before I hitchhiked to work. And uh, I had to borrow money from a friend. And I wanted, you know, to pay him back. So here, my first check was going to go to him. And this check was a personal check. And I had to cash it. But because it was from a different bank, when I went in to cash it, they said, they had to put it on hold for a week. So I had no money. I was flat broke and in the hole. So I had no money, not even change, you know. I had been looking forward to, at this particular time, I've been looking forward to an album uh, coming to me in the mail. And it was, it was, it, and uh, it had come to my house the day before in the mail, but I wasn't there. So they sent me that little yellow card. So, um, I had that in my hand, and I was like, okay, well, all right, I can't get my check today. Maybe I can, you know, get that album. So I went to the post office to get it, and I figured that would cheer me up to have new music for my hitchhike journey to work. And when I got there and I gave them the car at the post office, they said, oh, the postman has it, and he is, he's trying to deliver it right now. So I ran home only to find that I'd missed him and I had to wait for him again another day. So... That was going to be the thing I was looking forward to that particular day. So then I go to hitchhike. And when I hitchhike, I don't know, I, you know, I, I know that if, if you're waiting in a place that has room ahead of you to pull over, that usually helps. So I kind of mastered the hitchhike thing, you know, because the driver has to see, has to have time to see you and, and work out a place to pull over ahead and able to get you. So here on the you know on the outer Hawaiian Islands, not this one on um, this one Oahu, but on the outer Hawaiian Islands, you can still hitchhike. You know, small population. And uh, well, nowadays it's getting harder. But this this island here, Oahu, has uh, you know a million and a half people on it. So you can't just go get a hitch a ride. No one's going to give you a ride. But on those islands, yeah, people still kind of you know it's more laid back. It's more, more what people probably think of Hawaii. If you've never been here before, you know, this island is very populated. The rest are, you know, still fairly rural, so you can, you know, get around like that. But anyway, I couldn't get a ride, you know, and uh, I waited and I waited, and I don't know if I looked like a creep that day. Um, you know, maybe I was wearing a bad face because I was already pissed off from the beginning, but nobody wanted to give me a ride, and I was so angry. I didn't have a cell phone then. Keep in mind, this was 2000, the year 2000, so 15 years ago. You know, not everybody had cell phones. I had had one in previous years, but I gave all that up. I was like, what's the point, you know, back then, right? So I had to use a pay phone because I, I, I uh, 
but I had no money, and I wanted to call my work and tell them I was running late. So I had no money at all, you know, flat broke, not a cent on me. So I went in the store and asked her buddy for some change, and finally I was able to bum two quarters from someone. And and so, um, you know, I so all that time went by, and I was later than ever for work because it took a while to bum quarters from people, believe it or not. Nobody wanted to even give me quarters that day. It's like, what the hell, you know, it's two, two quarters. And I, anyway, I wasn't, you know, I'm not like a panhandler. I just, you know, I, I look respectable enough that people should have given me quarters. But whatever. Anyway, in hindsight, I should have just kept trying to get a ride and kept hitchhiking instead of trying to find money to call. But I felt, you know, I needed to let my work know that I'm running late because, yeah, I'd already been tardy quite a few times. So I go to make my phone call, and I put my quarter in the slot but it gets stuck. Something was lodged in there, and I'm, I'm trying to get the quarter back out, but I, I, I would have needed, like, tweezers, and I, ah, I was pissed. You know, I was so angry. There, there was nothing left to do except go and continue to get a ride. So, yeah, I have one quarter, can't make a phone call. The other one's stuck in the payphone, you know, lodged in there so good, couldn't get my fingernails in there, so I'm screwed. So, finally, somebody gives me a ride. You know, I needed to go... Uh, to the resort where I worked, but she was going south on the main road to Kona and not north where I needed to go. So at least I, I got a step further, but I still had to hitchhike more. So she dropped me off at the end of the highway that went to the little town I lived in, and then I was on the main highway. So, well, I figured, well, there's a better chance I can get a ride on the main highway. Yeah. So, so uh, um, anyway... I had got a step further, and I still had to hitchhike more, and I was over an hour late for work at this point. And I was wondering at that point, what's the point of even going to work, you know? But I still tried, and I had to wait longer, and finally I got a ride with a guy. It wasn't as bad as the previous hitchhiking experience. So um, I had to uh, – so I, I got a ride with this guy, and he was kind of a um, hot rod type guy. You know, he liked going fast. I'm passing people. He had some kind of fixed-up Honda. And, you know, he wasn't going extremely fast, but just the type of car, you know, he just has all that horsepower. He wanted to go. Well, we we kept going, and suddenly we're getting pulled over. An unmarked cop car has him pulled over for speeding. So now I'm really late. And the cop, he takes his time. He even takes his time to get out of his car. And we're like, come on, man. You know, even the driver was like, geez, then. What did I do? I didn't think I even went that fast. He probably really wasn't going that fast. But anyway, um, well, and the driver, he was pissed too. So, you know, he was, he was so bummed because he got a ticket. The guy, cop, gives him a ticket. And, and he you know, he was barely going over the limit, just like he thought. It was so lame, you know. So I told the driver that, hey, I'll, I'll get out and walk from here, you know. I'll just keep on going. He's like, okay, cool, you know. And so I was like, sorry, you got the ticket. That's a, that's a bummer. So I could see the resort about a mile up, and I get out, and the cop tells me that I have to stay in the vehicle till he's done. And I told him, well, that I was late for work. He didn't care. He said I had to stay in the car because I was with the driver. He said also it was illegal for me to walk down the highway because it's dangerous. You know, it's like the highways we pay for the highways are tax money paid for. I, I can't take, 
care of myself. You know, I, I can't walk down the, the highway that I pay for, you know. He doesn't really care about my well-being, obviously. He just, you know, wants to tell me what to do on his power trip and, and you know, be that way. So, I was, you know, even more pissed, you know, just boiling, right? My blood was boiling. And so after that, you know, I got a ride down the highway with the driver and, you know, we both grumbled about police on the whole way. And so then I get to my job, finally. You have to walk down, you know, a ways to get to it, too, because it was a big resort, and it it actually takes a while to get to the employee area. So I walked, you know, through the resort. So that's, oh, I probably ran, actually. Uh, and so I get to my job and clock in, and the supervisor, he tells me, I'm fired. He said, why are you bothering to clock in? And I'd had three tardies before because of my hitchhiking to work and no easy rides. You know, and I was just like, wow. I just, I couldn't believe what a day I was having, you know. And and I was pissed, but also relieved because it was so hard just to get to work. Plus, I hated working for a big corporation at that point, you know, especially then because the truth had been revealed to me soon before that about the world. And I've, you know, I... You can connect this story with a few other stories I've told about meeting Sherman, a former high up in the USDA, and he lived in the house I lived in, um, and he he broke down the truth of the world, the global elite, how it's ran from top to bottom. The guy was in, in, so incredible for me, and I covered this story uh, a lot of a few different times. I covered a story around this time on episode 54, if you want to catch that one too. Uh, but more, more times than that. But anyway, this time now that I'm speaking of is about two months after he had moved out. So when I finally had gone broke after trying to quit the system, then I got a job. So this connects to, you know, some some near some other stories. But, yeah, this was a terrible day, you know, terrible. I remember it took me a while to hitchhike home as well. And on my walk out of the resort, I dropped my Walkman, and, you know, this is my C- CD Walkman. Remember, this is before iPods and smartphones, so, you know, this is 2000. And so I dropped my Walkman, and the batteries rolled out. I only found one, and I couldn't find the other anywhere. It's just like, what? No way. I had one battery, so no tunes for the rest of the day. So that night, I got home. I told my friend about the day, my my friend and roommate, and he said, I should write everything down. So I did. And that's how I remember this day so well. Of course, it's kind of unforgettable. But I wrote down all the details. And I'm glad he told me to do that because I can look back and analyze why it sucks so bad and bring up, and it, and it brings up this very topic of the day, frustrations. And that's it. Um, you know, that was a hell of a day to put up with. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And this a lot of my shows are things I've written down over the years, you know, experiences, uh, journaled here and there, and just kind of, you know, help reflect. And I recommend it to anybody, and a lot of people do journal, but, you know, journal down the chanting down. (laughs) And it really uh, allows a lot of dialogue, because this time came through in my life where I could just, I just, things were pouring in on me, because I had changed life up, and I, you know, gone away from the system, and then here I was restarting, so, um, 
Yeah, uh, I had gone from, you know, quitting the system and doing what I wanted to do to having to fit back in and all the inconveniences associated with restarting. And so that's a really hard thing to do, is restart like that. But the world begins to look like a joke. And, and I say to everyone, why do people want to put up with this, all of this, every day? Why? You know, uh, and one of the automatic responses from people is, you just need to think positive, and a day like that won't happen to you, or you're just focusing on the negative. No, that's not it at all. I'm analyzing the life we live in. A day like that can happen to anyone, I don't, how, no matter how good you are. And and that was just restarting. But let, let's just take a look, like, how about everyday life, you know? Um, but, I mean, the system can be negative, but you're not. You have to separate from it. And, and when I say uh, this world doesn't work, people get so defensive about it. That's slave state, think. That's, that's brainwash. Quit defending something that doesn't work, you know? How, how much of those words are programming in your brain? Probably basically all of it. And when you, you know, I mean, check it out. When you, when you go into any of the institutions of society, it's a pain in the ass, especially anything to do with government or finance. Big pain in the ass. I mean, this entire existence is insane. And, you know, let's say, for example, let's say you have to call the state government because you want health insurance. Now, first of all, good luck trying to get a hold of them, right? Uh, you're going you're gonna to be on hold for a while, and they don't make it easy. So, so um, I mean, don't you hate it when you go through all the prompts and entire things like punching in account numbers, and then you get to the person finally after waiting like 30 minutes, and they ask for the account number again. And I'm, I'm like, I just entered it. What's the point of doing that for? You know, why? Why do we have to do that twice? You know, that, that kind of thing. That's, that's ridiculous. You should be pissed. And you're, you're lucky to even talk to someone a lot of times when you call these institutions. Not, and it doesn't even need to be government. It can be uh, any corporation, any, any type of big institution of society, and, and all their copycats, and people copycat this format, this insane format. So, so um, you know, you're, you're lucky to even talk to someone at a lot of times. All you, all you want to do is talk to a human, at least me. I like to talk to a human. When you finally get someone, they tell you to go online. And I hate going online for shit like that, you know, so much extra work. You know, I, I, I like talking to a human. I like discussing it. And maybe that's just me, but, um, you know, I like to be, um, I like it more personal. I don't like this this uh, technology where we're just all, like, you know, punching it in on the screen. It's not for me anyway. But I like the interaction, and then they can also answer my questions. But what's also is, is insane is, is say you call some big corporation. You know, the calls get outsourced to offices and places like India or the Philippines, and you can't understand anything. I mean, you know, no offense to anyone, but, but it's just, you know, if you don't know English well, you shouldn't be on a phone talking to pe English speakers. If your accent is too strong, people can't understand. And, it's you know, it's just the way it is, and unfortunately. But, yeah, um, you know, it's... it's uh, 
you can't understand half the things that are being said. And plus, these people are, are reading from a script. You ask them one thing outside their script, and they don't understand. And uh, what a battle that is. What, you know, when the, and then, like, the uh, supervisor says, you know, you, you want to get a supervisor, and, uh, sorry, there's strange noises outside. I guess, uh, car is stuck in a rut. <laughs> anyway, but what I'm saying is, uh, well, yeah, so you call these, these, uh, they outsource to these, these, um, other countries, and so these people are reading from a script, and, uh, and, and then so you, you're like, okay, I want to talk to a supervisor. So then you call, you know, you want to talk to the supervisor, and the supervisor, he, he's just as dumb. He just understands all of their scripts. That's all. That's, it's not like he, he has knowledge. He just has knowledge of all their scripts instead of just each individual person knowing their script. And, you know, and, and this, this is just annoying, and it's just ridiculous. And this, this could include getting some part you need fixed, something replaced. It's enough to make you not want to call anybody, and that's what they want. And, and see, so, but then so how are you supposed to get things done? It seems like I always get around to calling these businesses at lunchtime when they're out, and I don't know, maybe it's just my luck, maybe because I chant it down too hard, and I don't know, I just I work on the opposite rhythm of the system. So it seems like it's like, okay, it's time for me to make these phone calls. Oh, they're out from 12 to 1. And you're like, oh, you serious? You know, that kind of stuff. And And how annoying is that, you know? How are you supposed to get things done? Uh, um, because everyone likes to work that same stupid-ass schedule, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. You know, doesn't anyone realize what this schedule does? You know, people say, that's just the way it is. Deal with it. And that's slave speak. That's mind control. Just deal with it. That's, that's conforming. That's being a passive-minded little slave. That's what that's saying. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. Just do and don't think. That's what you're saying back, and that's an automatic, automated response most people have, you know, that that uh, is just deal with it. You know, that's what we do. I do it. I go to work every day. I deal with it. Oh, you're a man, are you? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. But, see, if you were a real man, then you would actually analyze this and you would be upset, too, and understand that there's a reason to actually take this look. This look right here. It's not hard, you know? Um, but, I mean, this whole this whole schedule, this whole 8 to 5, Monday through Friday crap, you know, they can form kids to, this, to school this way. Then we as adults, we must work that schedule, too, so we have time for our kids on the weekend. And... and uh, Plus, you know, anything you do on the weekend and holidays is crowded. I can say definitely here, this island, Oahu, is extremely crowded. I mean, whatever you do on the weekends beyond your house, you're going to be stuck in traffic. And we have some horrendous traffic here, ranked seventh worst on earth, on INRIC's uh, rating uh, worst traffic in the world, and number one or two usually in America. So maybe a bit extreme here, but just to say, you know, that's it. You know, wherever you go on the weekends or holidays, it's crowded. And I've gone over this before on shows, but, 
you know, really, but really, get frustrated here. I mean, banks, businesses, libraries, government buildings, all open while you're at work. And when you get off, they're closing. On weekends, they're closed. So you have to cram everything into your lunch hour. Try to get here and there while everybody else is and get your food. You're lucky to even get something to eat. Or worse, after work, fighting rush hour traffic. So inconvenient. And this is the... This is the real inconvenient truth, Al Gore, you Luciferian liar. <laughs> this is the real inconvenient truth right here. And let's talk about traffic. I mean, how crappy is it that we are meant to get from here to there faster, yet we get slowed down in these jam-packed cities? We, we wouldn't be in traffic if we didn't need to go to our slave jobs. You know, it's that simple, really. I mean, so many stupid situations, too. We get in driving in traffic. You know, mostly it's part of a, it's it's like uh, bad communication, you know, situations we never get in on foot, but um, you get in these situations where you just can't communicate properly with the person, and if you could, it'd be a whole different thing, because, like, if you're on foot, uh, the same people outside on foot, you might, you might, like, be able to, you know, uh, you know, communicate, but when you get behind the wheel... You just want to scream at these same people. And these people might be the nicest people in the world, but once they get behind the wheel and that communication shuts down, you know, we're, we're lacking in so much communication in this, in this civilization. Uh, it's, it's, uh, part of the, it's part of the, the program, too, is, is to be separated, you know, broken up. And, and really, uh, it's just uh, you, you, the, the traffic situations are, are ridiculous. And, and uh, you know, but how about you? You have to deal with a government agency, such as as healthcare again. You know, for example, uh, you talk to them, and they and somehow they think that they're in some kind of authority to you. You can complain all you want, and they won't help you. They put you on hold all they want, as long as they want. And let's remember what this is. Really, they're supposed to be working for us. We pay out of our taxes for this. People need to start getting things turned around here and not put up with it. We shouldn't stand to be treated like that. We shouldn't, you know? I mean, go to the DMV and take a number. Wait forever. Spend hours waiting. You look at that, that order thing, you know, the, the, uh, you get a ticket and, you know, you wait for your number to get up and, oh, you spend hours waiting. And if, and if they're going to operate like that, then they need to get three times the employees to handle it. We shouldn't have to wait. We pay for them to be assholes, and we pay for this madness. It's crazy. That is insane. You know, uh, I, w- I want to get, you know, I, I, I went to get my uh, safety check done recently. And, and, and this is the stupid sticker uh, we have here in Hawaii on the bumper. And you have to pass all these different little tests, your, your car, so it can be, you know, on the road. So then... If you pass that, it costs twenty dollars, and it's it's um, ever more every year, more increasing in price, and such a hassle because everywhere you go, you have to wait a long time. So, but if you don't have this this sticker, then you can't get your registration, and so your vehicle has to pass so you can get to receive that sticker, and then you have to take it over to the DMV and get the registration. So I took the day off. This is a while back. I took the day off to deal with it. And every place 
to do it is full and can't take me. And so I did it two days before my registration expires, all right? And so someone might say, oh, well, you should have done it earlier in the month. I didn't have time. So so my registration expires on the 31st of, of uh expired on the 31st a few months ago, and uh, so I have no more days to deal with it because I have to work, and if I can't get that, then I get pulled over, and, and I'm given a ticket and a late fee for not having my registration and um, a, st- a ticket for not having my safety check and, you know, um, and, you know, the, on and on it goes. That's madness. That's insane. We shouldn't be putting up with it, you know? And safety check people and DMV people and government people, they, they can get, give you attitude because you're at their mercy. But we shouldn't put up with it, nor should we want any of this, you know? And the same with the post office people. What's up with them? You know, what's up with that attitude? You know, they have this, like, this uh, sort of authoritarian attitude. Like, I think it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know any post office people personally, but they have this sort of attitude like, like, uh, they've been given some kind of superiority over us, but also it's like in their training to be to be uh, less friendly and I don't know. They just really uh, do some kind of brainwash that I'm not even quite sure of, you know. But like, yeah, my friend owns a, a sandwich cart on the side of the road and he makes his organic sandwiches. And one day the county decided to redraw the lines of where he can can have his cart, and on the same day, they decided to redraw the lines, they give him a ticket for being there, and the day before, it was legal, that's bullshit, he's serving the community good food, you know, organic sandwiches, lots of produce, and they act like he's doing a crime, you know, we shouldn't be putting up with that, everybody should be up in arms, see what I'm saying, this is the message I'm trying to get across here, is we shouldn't be putting up with any of this, but we do, and you know, uh, I was reading about how many people it takes to lift up a car. It's like, man, uh, let's see. It takes about, um, I think it was 15 people can lift a car and turn it on its side, average people, you know. So, yeah, you know, while that cops busting my friend the sandwiches, 15 people should turn his car onto its side. You know, nice surprise when he comes back. <laughs> but, I mean, that is, you know, maybe that doesn't really do anything in the bigger scheme of things here. But just saying, like, you know, if enough people stop putting up with all these crazy things, we wouldn't have it. It'd be that simple. And then there's a rise in the cost of living. I mean, how much can things continue to go up? You know, for example, my registration, $300. $300 for what? To get a, a sticker you can put on your car so you can drive? And they call driving a privilege? It's not a privilege. It's bullshit. And you're working your ass off, and that's still not enough. So you got to work two to... Even three jobs, I know those three jobber people, and I know that's the case here in Hawaii, where the cost of living is high and the wages are low, so uh, even for the national average. But still, you know, um, what, what's, what's left in your life after working three jobs? Nothing. And why I'm going over all this is because I'm trying to convince you that civilization, the entire system, doesn't work, but we put up with it. I'm showing you the absurdity here. I'm showing you the absurdity of what we call everyday life that we think is normal. And I'm, I'm just putting it out there, turning, on, turning it on its head, and chanting it down. <laughs> so, I mean, so many people believe that 
we are at some height of of human evolution, but we are really just in some more really what we are we're in a more sophisticated form of slavery that's where we're at here you know it's not the height of ev- evolution of humans come on you know i'm not here to just complain and bring you down i'm here to show you that we can be so much more this could be so much greater and uh we are the ones holding up this massive complex machine so we so we live what life what life all this stress for what exactly? You know, when I quit the system, I quit it because I knew then. This is, you know, I was I was young, uh, 20, 19, 20 years old, quitting the system. You know, just quitting it all, saying, no, I'm not going to do any of this. And I was smart because, uh, dumb in other ways, smart in, in some ways, though, because for sure, uh, quitting the system, you know, I really got to, it really lends perspective. Um because it gave me a, a look at, you know, what are we doing with this life? And that's when all the truth came to me, and that's why this show exists. But, I mean, ask yourself, how often do you get to enjoy this planet? Or simply the house you live in, or the car you pay for, the life in which you slave so hard to enjoy these things, what, on the weekends, you know? And... And, you know, people say, no, no, you know, just deal with it. Actually take a look at this and, and don't feel helpless. We can do so much because humans are so much more than this. You know, know that we didn't create this system. It was mapped out and structured by people with psychopathic intentions, but we follow it. And so the very fact that you have to go pay hard-earned hours for food at a store when we should be growing it, hunting it, and gathering it. I know that that sounds so foreign, and that sounds hard, and that sounds like we couldn't do it, but that's how far removed we are. The very fact that you leave your house every day, your family, put the kids away to be raised in an indoctrination system to conform your kids to survive in Babylon. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, you leave all day, use all your energy, come home half of who you are, Fix dinner, hurry up and feed people, adapt to home life after being at work in a totally different world all day, then adapt to each other because everyone's readapting because of where they've been all day, and all of that for what? You know, for what? And people say, that's how it is. But what does that phrase say? It says, I don't want to do anything about it because that takes too much thought and work. That takes really taking it in and facing reality and realizing to the fullest degree that it does suck and it doesn't really work, but we put up with it. You know, that's how it is. And anything you do on the, you know, it's just, anything you do is is reinforcing the illusion. And I'm, I'm illustrating a look at our reality that sees what we call normal life and really observes and brings it out, out out the obvious insanity of all this. I mean, today's show is not about some conspiracy theory that I can, you know, can get only 1% of the population to see and, and try to bring awareness. Today is about the awareness of simple reality, to look at what is here. And, uh, you know, the, do the people that say, 
that's how it is, like how the system is. You know, either they've been tricked to think through brainwash, or they say, I agree with you, it does suck, but there's nothing we can do. They've given up long ago and conformed. In fact, they've been conforming their whole birth. So since since birth, they've been conforming, and we all have, but you know, some of us um, have, you know, said, well, wait a minute, what is this? You know, I, I do everything you do. I wish that I, I could live in an, alt, an alternative lifestyle, but I do the best of my abilities in the situation I'm in. Could I do better? Yes, and I plan to. But what I'm saying is I do this life too. I'm not speaking from any special privileged position, but I chant it down while inside it. And I don't stop. You know, my only privileged position is that I took the time out to take a look, care, and do my part in action. That's it. And know that everything we already need could be right here. We are amazing. We are the ones who can unravel this wet mess. It's us. Wait, you're going you're gonna to wait for a politician to unravel this mess? They're bought and paid for. And why would you want anybody above you at, for authority? And why would you think that politicians are going to solve world problems? They're not. And the world problems are up to us to deal with. It's pretty obvious. I can't believe how many people fall for presidential elections still. I mean, I can't believe it. I mean, that, that's that's retarded. It is. Uh, but, yeah, people still fall for all that mess. And it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, more importantly than unraveling this mess, we can find a new way to exist. And that's what we need. No matter who you are, no matter who you talk to, everyone knows something has to happen. And that... And 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 uh, that thing that is things in the world are are not going good, you know, staged or not. Whether it's financial collapse, ice age, nuclear war, uh, earthquakes, pole shift, Armageddon, um, civil war, Earth running out of resources, so many end of the world scenarios. But we don't have to live half of those. You know, we can write a future and turn your back on the elite and and a mass exodus of people who want to stop following orders. You know, I live a full-on life. I, I feel it uh, full of joy, adventure. I don't conform where I, I like everybody else, and I, I, and I can strive to be free. Every day... Try to improve as much as possible. That's the action part of it all. You know, that's that's where you take action is you can do in your life, improve it every day as much as possible. And, and you know, strive for this new existence. Even if it seems utterly impossible and crazy, it is a possibility, you know. And there's, there's enough of us that can change the world so quick. And that's what scares the elite, and that's why there's that mass, media mind control out there. I mean, because, you know, it's never been a better time to brainwash the public, and that's what we're in. But another time, another show. See, how you can, you can have, you can have, how, how you can have the only privileged position uh, is, is taking time to take a look, care, and then take action on taking your life back. I mean, we are miraculous human beings. 
we can be full of the life force. We can change major things and manifest amazing realities. And we're conformed to what? This? Oh, there's so much more that we can do. And all this trouble is because man has tried to become God and create an artificial construct instead of the real thing. And that is, the real thing is nature. So, I mean, that's all it really is in, in a bigger picture, in a bigger look, is just that. You know, you, you are not the system. You're not the system. Please detach from it. And we need to have a mass disagreement with it all. And that's it, you know. You are much greater. And this, so this, this show is about the people beyond series. I've been talking about for a while. After the system tentacles is the people beyond series. And here I discuss who we are without the system. And so we are so much more without the system. All those things I talked about, all those frustrations, are things that you put up with every day because you just feel like that's all you deserve. You deserve way more. We all do. But we put up with it. So it is time to get a, a fire under your ass and really think about what it is we're doing and want to change things on many levels, on many ways, you know. And don't go to the, the political system. It's not going to work. We've already gone over that on many, many shows here. And I'll just sound like a parrot repeating myself again and again if I get into it. But, you know, we, us people, are who puts up with this every day. You go to work every day and you put up with it. And you you just say, that's how things are. Is that what you want? Is this what we want? Do we want all this? Let's go to the phone. Let's see. Uh, uh, let me throw out the number again. Uh, the guest call-in number is 347-324-3342. If you'd like to call into Chanit Down Radio, this is live here in Hawaii. And uh, press 1 on the keyboard. Keypad 347-324-3342 And I'll get you going on Chanting Down Radio We can chant down together And I don't usually get calls on the show So it's up to you guys out there That are uh, You know, listening And listening in the archives More likely That you guys promote the show Help get the word out there Because um, if the word spreads Then we have a better show too We have more callers Those that would like to chant it down And you know reach the people that need to be reached because uh, this information is, is crucial yet so easy it seems insignificant too this show I mean seems like well you know this particular episode seems like well we, we've all done this you, you know you think about this stuff every day but why, but why do you put up with it you know why do we all put up with it so these are just questions to ask do I have the answers to everything no but I'm trying to help and give out more of a look at this planet, this life Because here You know, while you're busy running around Crazy, stuck in traffic Doing errands, going to work The clouds on the mountains Are rising over them The trees are producing fruit The animals are grazing in fields Foraging for food the, and, and that is going on While we're doing this crazy thing we're, we're so separated from nature. And really that, that makes it, um, you know, seem pretty crazy to think whenever you get out in nature and you have a view of a city, you're looking down, you're like, wow, all that madness is going on down there. But it's not going on right here. And so it's always a good thing to do. Just get out. I mean, it's, it seems so simple. 
Get out in nature. Now, I know not everybody can in these really packed cities. I'm lucky here that in Hawaii we still do have nature, even if I live in a large city. It's uh, close to nature, you know, ocean, mountains, nearby. Where a lot of cities like L.A., you have to drive two hours, more, maybe, just to get to any sort of nature. And it's hard, and I understand. Or if you live in New York, or if you live in, in huge cities like Jakarta, or Sao Paulo, Brazil, those are just massive cities that that are good luck trying to get into nature. But uh, you've got to make it a priority. Just like sleep, I talked about at the beginning of the show, getting out in nature. Those things right there are your, your keys to... to uh, uh, getting yourself centered again and focused and getting yourself back in some kind of a rhythm. Because how long do we go without being in rhythm? How long, you know? How many days do go by where you haven't got enough sleep? You haven't got in touch with nature? Haven't got in sync with the planet? I mean, people don't think about that stuff, you know? They're thinking about getting in sync with their finances. And that's not life. That's not life at all. This life has been usurped. And people need to know that. And you need to spread the word as well. And you need to chant it down. So chant it down on Chant It Down Radio. 347-324-3342. I'm on just for a little bit longer. Um, you know, uh, the show will, is live every other Thursday, Hawaiian time, 12 o'clock. And maybe I'll start doing a few more, uh, possibly here and there. Get some good guests on. Because uh, guests... And callers are what really make a show. And, you know, because I, I, I didn't plan to do the show on just me talking. But I have a lot to share, but I also have, I'd like to hear what you have to share. So, turn it down. And, if you know, if you're listening on the archives and not listening live, you can always contact me at stayrootsmusic at gmail.com. You know, last show, I went over emails I got, some kind of funny ones and some kind of interesting contests and questions. Uh, I can do a whole probably three more shows of all the emails I get there of, of interesting questions and, and things, so I can do more shows like that. But it, wouldn't it be nicer, you know, just calling live and, uh, you know, we can answer the questions right here, right now. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll be putting a little more time and effort into the show here in the future. It's that thing I do on the side that I barely have time for, but I'm, I'm realizing that, uh, well, I have... Some, I don't really have much more time, but I, I have a whole, lot, a whole lot of ideas that I'm going to put into to action soon enough, and I'm going to soon enough get a website going. You know, it's a, it's a step-by-step progression. When you're not making money off something, then your focus has to go away from it a bit, and, and that's unfortunate because you have to pay to exist in this world. So, yeah, support is always uh, welcome. You know, um, I hate when people ask for money, and I'm not asking for money, but if you like to donate... You know, one way you can support the show is by my album. As a musician, uh, it, I have a album called Waking the Systemites. And that is uh, $10. And it's a CD that I've, of collection of, of songs in abstract hip-hop that I've been doing for a long time. And it's in a lyrical format of what I'm talking about basically here in, in some other ways, too. But, yeah, if you want to support... Me, um, I've had a few albums sell. i got a whole closet full of them, and I'd like to get them out there into the world. And, you know, I'd like to get a lot more out into the world. So um, it does take support and help from people like 
you guys out there, and thank you for those of you who do support the show. I really appreciate it. Much love goes out to you. And uh, I think I'm going to close the show up now, and uh, we will. Uh, I will talk to you in probably two weeks, if not sooner. We'll see how that goes. I got a pending guest, and uh, if not, two weeks from now. And until we meet again, please keep chanting it down and uh, listen to Chanting Down Radio and help spread the word. All right.